0: You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist
1: Church of Minneapolis, a faith community that welcomes, affirms, and protects the light in each human heart, listens deeply to where love is calling us next, and with humility, courage, and compassion, works to create a more just world. To learn more, visit us at firstuniversalistchurch.org.
2: Good morning. Oh, it's so good to see each and every one of you, it's so good to see each and every one of you. Come on in, come on in, the sanctuary is fine, it's climate controlled, it's a lovely day. Okay, let's sing together as as the start of our worship service, the hymn is come sing a song with me. Would you rise? Mm. Me teach it. If you don't, help me learn it. Here we go. Come sing a song with me.
0: Reverend Kenneth Patton wrote, we arrive out of many singular rooms, walking over the branching streets. We come to be assured that siblings surround us to restore their images on our eyes. We enlarge our voices in common speaking and singing. We try again that solitude found in the midst of those who seek with us their hidden reckonings. Our eyes reclaim the remembered faces. Their voices stir the surrounding air. The warmth of their hands assures us and the gladness of our spoken names. This is the reason of cities, of homes, of assemblies in the houses of worship. It is good to be with one another. Wherever and whenever we arrive from, welcome to this time and place where we find again the community of those who seek the hidden reckonings, who long for silence in the midst of a crowd, who lift their voices in song to feel their strength, who reach out their hands to be held and to hold. Welcome to this community where you are loved exactly as you are, where each of us arrives whole and holy, worthy, welcome and wanted. Welcome to this place where change is expected and growth and transformation are part of the journey for all of us as individuals and as a community. Welcome to this time set aside for story, for singing, for ritual and remembrance, and for the shared strength of being together. Today, we extend a special welcome to any of those of you who are new to us today or recently. We are so glad that you are here. If you want to learn more about this church and how you might be a part of it, please join us after the service today for a place to start. This is a conversation with another church member about First Universalist and also about your faith journey. If you're with us in person, just join us right up in front of the chancel after the service. We're so glad you're with us. And today and all month, really, we are going to be celebrating Lauren Wyeth, who will be yes. While we don't necessarily like that Lauren will be leaving her position here, we are very grateful that she's going on to serve the Unitarian Universalist Association and to bring all of her wisdom to that work that will serve so many of us. So today, uh, if you want to, there are some cards out by where you dropped off your flowers, that's right. You can color them, you can write inside words of gratitude, and when the offering baskets come around near the end of the service, you can drop these in to help build a bouquet of thanks for Lauren. And today, after the service, you can join us in the social hall or outside for popsicles together to celebrate. Uh, and come back on June 18th, on Sunday, June 18th, Lauren and I are going to share leadership of the service together that day and share about what we have learned uh, over these last 11 years working together. So I look forward to that time too. Arriving out of all of our singular rooms into this time and place together, I invite us to fully arrive. In whatever way works best for you, for me, I am putting my feet firmly on the floor and taking a moment to breathe on purpose. To remember that it is our breath that connects us not only to history but to the future, past to present, and each other wherever we are. We are grateful, grateful for this connection we share.
2: Today is the day that we celebrate and honor uh, a 100-year-old tradition in Unitarian Universalism. It's called Flower Communion. You may have noticed that there are flowers everywhere. Well, in addition to uh, the flowers being part of the celebration, I'm hoping that I can recruit several of you to be a part of the celebration as well, okay? So, here's what we need. Uh, listen up before, before you volunteer for anything. I'll tell you what it entails. So, the flowers right now are being arranged by, um, by a, a few members of our visual arts committee. They're taking your flowers and putting their wonderful hands into arranging them into just the right places. And we need four, flower carriers to bring those flowers, there are vases, from the back of the room to right here where we will pick them up and place them here. So again, take a vase and you walk it up to the front. There are two more opportunities. We need three flower blessers. That's three people to read a short line of poetry. And we need what I call three benedictionists. That, that word does not exist. <laughs> it's three people to offer the final blessing at the end of the service, a poem by E.E. E. Cummings. Okay, get ready, get ready, get ready. Not everybody volunteer at once. <laughs> we'll start with the four flower carriers. Are there four people willing, just one, and two and three and 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 four yes 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 in fact um, yes great will you remember who you are (laughs) excellent then you'll hear a cue will our flower carriers will our volunteers please go and uh, go and pick up the flowers and that's exactly when you would go and pick up the flowers all right How about three flower blessers? Yes, one, thank you very much. Yes, and two, thank you very much. And three, okay, great. We'll call for the flower blessers at that time. And come on up. Yes, I see. And then we need three people to serve as benedictionists. I want that title. Yes. So it's reading, a, it's reading a little bit of poetry and I'll help you. Yep. Yeah. One. Yes. And two. Yes. And three. Yes. Will you remember all who you are, whether you volunteered for something or not? Will you remember <laughs> who you are? And together we will make a joyful noise, a colorful bouquet out of the many strands that we bring into the room. Right now is an opportunity for all of us to participate. I invite you into the hymn. Will you sing with me? The hymn is 318, 318, we would be one. Would you rise? Would you join me? I need one volunteer. Rasana, thank you so much. Oh my goodness, just the hand went right. You could hardly see it. Welcome. You're lighting the chalice, yes. Oh, I forgot to say that. Would you light the chalice for us? Thank you, cool. Thank you. Love you. Okay. (laughs) Will you join us? as we light the symbol of Unitarian Universalism, the symbol that reminds us back to our community, and the covenant we use to bond us once more together. Together let us say, love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help Thank you so much, Rosanna. And thank
3: you. Oh, it is it is good to be together this morning. As my colleague Dr. Glenn Thomas said, this is the hundred and first time that we are observing the Flower Communion. Given that this Flower communion um, is one of our important symbols, one of our important rituals within Unitarian Universalism, and given that we are sadly saying goodbye to Lauren, uh, I thought that it would be a good moment for a test of the youth who have experienced Lauren's tutelage in religious education to see what we have learned, and no phones on this, to invite you all to share what you know about the, okay, all of you are looking really anxious, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay, I promise, I promise you know these things. So, tell me, who, I'm gonna have my little uh, talk show host moment here, Rasana, no sharing answers.
4: You got it? Yeah, sure, go ahead.
3: (laughs) So, who can tell me who started the Flower Communion? Anyone, anyone, anyone who's a youth who participated in religious education? (laughs) I'm in particular looking at the youth that might have gone to Boston this year. Not that we talked about it, but you all had an impressive command. How you doing, Ari? <laughs> no one. Really? All right, what you got, Lisa?
0: Norbert Chopek.
3: Yes, Reverend Norbert Chopek. And do you know where it was started? Reverend Jed! Prague! <laughs> In Prague. And can any of our youth tell me what it is? Lauren, I think this clearly means you can't leave. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Suddenly I feel like Jen and I are doing a stand-up routine here. (laughs) Or a really bad test for the Ministerial Fellowship Committee. Um, All right, so why don't I tell you a little bit about it. This story is probably best told amongst the flowers that make up this flower communion. That's why we're having a hard time, right? We don't actually have all of the flowers amongst us. So, now this really is a quiz, those of you who volunteered to be flower bearers, would you please bring the flowers up to the front? I'm seeing at least four people getting up, which is great. We are literally overflowing with flowers. Did you feel the air change? Did you smell the flowers as they were coming in? So let's take a moment to take these in. If you're joining us online, I hope you can see them at least in, in some form, and if you can't see them, what I'd like you to imagine are seven glass vases of different sizes and heights that are filled with every flower that you can imagine. pinks and purples, reds and yellows, orange, and the greenery of stems and leaves surrounding them. And as the flowers came in the air was perfumed with their scent. So I invite you as you are seeing or imagining these flowers. What do you notice now that the flowers are together? We have gone from the individual stems that we brought through the work of the Visual Arts Committee members to these artfully arranged bouquets. and youth in religious education, I'd like to invite you to pay special attention. (laughs) We are not a terribly liturgical tradition, and the rituals that we do have matter. We do this for a reason. This is the 101st time that we are doing this because it matters to us. It says something about who we are and what we're about. And so I invite you, as you're looking at that, to ask yourself, who are you in this ritual? Are you the flowers arriving individually, coming together through a little, little bit of organization and a container into more than any of us is separately? Are you the vase? In this ritual? Are you the container? Are you someone who holds together the community so that the community can do what it does? Are you one of the bearers of the flowers, literally embodying the act of giving so that we can receive? Dear ones, if you travel back in time with me to the year 1923 in the city of Prague, you would find there Reverend Norbert Chapek. These words, by the way, are from my colleague, Reverend Jenkro. He was a Unitarian minister. He was a founder of a community called Unitaria. It was at one time the largest Unitarian congregation in all the world. A place where people from diverse backgrounds and perspectives found together a shared sense of unity and purpose. They formed a community. That might sound kind of familiar. The kaleidoscopic beauty of each person's experiences and identities were welcomed there And it was in that community that Reverend Chapik established the flower communion ritual that we practice as Unitarian Universalists today. As you did this morning, as we did this morning, each person brought a flower to the shared altar, together creating a beauty that none could have created alone. And then when they left, taking a different flower with them. Every person's unique identity was valued and welcomed with joy. And we do this to remind ourselves of who we are and what we can be together. A place where each of us has a place, where we with care and compassion help each other find our places so that in relationship with each other and with the whole, our wholeness shines through. Made whole and holy by our individuality, and our togetherness. In
2: 1923, the Reverend Dr. Norbert Chopik wrote a blessing for the flowers at the first flower communion. And so now I invite you both back in time to capture those words and bring them forward, if you volunteered to be a flower blesser, now is your moment. Would you join me? Welcome. Come on, come on up this way. We're going to get near the flowers.. Angie, would you take that? Would you take this? One? Thank you And would you take this: Do you begin with the words of Dr. Chalman.
1: Infinite spirit of life, we ask thy blessing on these, thy messengers of, fo- of fellowship and love. May they remind us, amid diversities of knowledge and of gifts, to be one in desire. And affection and devotion to thy holy will. May
4: they also remind us of the value of comradeship, of doing and sharing alike. May we cherish friendship as one of, the, of thy most precious gifts. May we not let awareness of another's talents discourage us or sully our relationship. But may we realize that whatever we can do, great or small, the efforts of all of us are needed to do thy work in this world.
2: Thank you. Thank you you very much. Thank you. It was 1941 and human beings were at war all over the world. In Europe, people were being arrested by the police for the ways that they were born, for who they loved, for what they believed. Dr. Chopik was one of those arrested in 1941. The Nazis, as they called themselves, forced him to receive a trial. During that trial, Dr. Chopik's belief that all people had a right to freedom and respect was judged to be dangerous. The Nazis thought this, that his message of acceptance and diversity was a crime. They said, because of this, Dr. chopik didn't deserve to be alive. It's 2023, and human beings are still at war all over the world. States are still arresting. Lives are being lost because of what we believe and how we were born and who we love so many of our ancestors risked their freedom to help all freedom so many have been shamed disrespected mistreated so that we could come together today without fear and say that people are worthy and loved and whole just as they are let us honor and remember all those whose sacrifices, whose giving, whose lives are causing our freedom today. One of the ways that we can honor those who give of themselves is by doing the work that it takes to stop the cycle from requiring lives in order to have freedom. What are you doing? What are you willing to do to contribute to the cause of freedom so that our children, our descendants, our next generations need fear not? What are we doing now so that tomorrow has a blessing? We give so that others may receive. We receive by the gifts of others, giving, receiving, growing. Our weekly practice in worship, available to us every minute, even when we're apart. The wisdom and love in our connections stay with us, and they come alive in the lives we lead. At the end of our flower blessing, The tradition holds that each of us takes a flower that we did not put in. So together, we have made this beauty. And now, we take a flower with us to remember. And that flower will never be by itself again. Even in your home, it will remind you of the abundance. So I welcome you to take a flower that you did not bring and allow that to open your heart to the meaning of this day. The ushers are going to help us to move toward these, let's, let's move the vases, I think, so that we can reach them. Thank you. There are so many choices. Choose the one that speaks to you. A hundred years ago, the congregation did all of this in quiet. So we'll do the same. Friends, from the back to the front, would you come down this aisle, choose a flower? And return this way and friends who are on this side if you think I mean you I do you're welcome to come down this aisle I know that's weird yes come down this aisle choose a flower and we'll go back up this aisle does that make sense excellent let's do it Is there anyone in the room who would like a flower brought to them? All right. Yes. Yes. You got it. All right. Yes. Yes. Oh, you do. I'm seeing Franco. Ranker. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Right back here. Who needs one? Oh yes. There you are. Okay. There's some good ones left here. Yes, of course. I think I saw folks upstairs come downstairs. Is that true? Yes? Or am I about to do some aerobics?
0: I think they're good.
2: Okay, good.
0: We return to this ritual, to this place, this community, to this practice, again and again. We return to remember a love so strong that it can call us out of isolation and selfishness into communion, connection, collective wisdom, and action. We return to remember a faith so strong that that it can hold us even in the most difficult of times. Not long before he was killed, Dr. Chapek wrote this. It is worthwhile to live and fight courageously for sacred ideals. Oh, blow ye evil winds into my body's fire. My soul, you'll never unravel. Even though disappointed a thousand times or fallen in the fight and everything would worthless seem, I have lived amidst eternity. Be grateful, my soul. My life was worth living. Whatever struggles we face, whatever grief we know, this ritual we have shared connects us to a larger love that will outlive all of us. Together we affirm our continuity, our participation in a long line of generations that stretches backwards beyond our imagination and forwards beyond what we can dream. As we participate in this continuity, This practice of drawing the circle wide where each and every one of us is known as whole and holy and worthy, welcome and wanted in this world. And together with beauty and with fierceness, we make it so. Through this ceremony, we remember that though we are each only one person, we are many too. Containing multitudes, each and all, together so much more beautiful wise, and whole, than we could ever be alone. And together, we find ourselves living, as Chapek did, in the midst of eternity. I invite us into a time of meditation and prayer now. And if you like, you can begin by focusing a bit on the flower in your hands. What is it that you notice What colors, what details, what senses can you experience? Who, you might wonder, brought this flower into this community? What is their life like? What struggles, what challenges, what joys animate their days, occupy their thoughts? What might you imagine about them? To see a world in a grain of sand, William Blake wrote, and heaven in a wildflower. To hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. It is one way to know God, the holy, the infinite. In this place of gathered strength and communal care, we remember that we are never truly alone. We are here together wherever we are. And together we bring to mind the people and the beings and the places who are celebrating and struggling as the cycle of life turns for us all. We recognize today as the first Sunday in Pride Month, a month of celebration and commitment in support of the queer and trans community. And we remember that this celebration you can now commemorate by picking up a t-shirt at Target began with a riot. It began with resistance, with those with the most to lose and the most to gain, saying no to harassment and harm at the hands of the state. In this year, when legal protections of our trans and queer siblings are rolling back faster than we can keep count, and as homegrown terrorists like the Proud Boys threaten to attack pride festivals around the country, our hearts are with our queer and trans beloveds, as will be our bodies when we're called to show up in love and solidarity. We make room in this space and in our hearts for all the struggles and joys we carry. And we offer each other the opportunity to speak aloud or say silently in our hearts the names of those we are carrying. And together we pray that the grip of addiction might be loosened, that the weight of oppression might be lightened, that grief might be shared, that joy might break through, and that love might make every suffering bearable for us all. Amen. <laughs> would you come up and join me. There is so much to be grateful for about your time with this congregation, and I'm just going to lift up two things today, because thank goodness we have more time still. But it's important to mark our milestones. You have taught us this. You have taught us this in religious education as we mark milestones at different ages and stages in our life, when we dedicate our children here, when a family changes and goes through divorce, we mark those milestones. We commit again in love together. It's important to gather up all that we have learned, to take time to mark the moment so we might remember it that we might remember each other in that particular time. It's true also that not only have you taught us to mark our milestones, but you have helped us to have hard conversations. You've helped us to normalize that as part of life, to talk about things like death, like sex, like race and racism. You have helped us to tell the truth when hard things happen in our community, And to do it in love. You have often brought the quote from Rowan Williams forward, that truth makes love possible and love makes truth bearable. Love and truth hand in hand, together, working in this community and in our hearts. So we pause today to gather up some of what we've learned to say thank you, to recognize this turning. We'll do this again on June 18th. We'll have more time together. But today, I invite you, those of you who have those cards and have colored them or put a word or two of gratitude, and our online folks have their own instructions there, in a few moments when the offering baskets come around in person, I invite you to put those cards in there. And I am holding on. I realized this morning I did not want to do this, but I remember what a wise one said to me, that the part of you that belongs to me is always with me, and the part of me that belongs to you is always with you. We carry each other in our hearts. That is just how it is. So we continue to carry you in our hearts, and we trust That we are with you as well
1: I do just want to say how very blessed I have been to work with you for these 11 years how often I have had uh, the joy of witnessing someone in this community bring a rose of love bring hope when hope was hard to find to somebody else those are the moments that stay in my heart these moments where we show up for one another in these really profound and simple ways. I'm so um, moved that you have trusted me with your children, in particular with your families, that you called me into this work. And I've done my best to help you on um, moving toward this very worthy Uh, vision that you have for yourselves of creating right here right now the beloved community for living with compassion for bringing joy consciously intentionally into our interactions with one another for being compassionate with one another for getting ourselves and one another free and for always making room for everyone in the circle So I know you will continue that work, and I will, too. Thank you for all you have taught and shared with me. I love you.
3: It is... Challenging to be in denial about your departure when people keep talking about it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's even more challenging when I am going to talk about it a little bit more. But before I get there, just did our flower communion, right? Y'all were here for that. Okay, so youth. Why do we do flower communion? It's a
0: symbol of community.
3: It's a symbol of community. It's a symbol of community. It is in so many ways the embodiment of all of the things that you were just talking about, Jen, the things that Lauren has brought to us. Our offering this morning goes to honor Lauren's legacy, what she has brought to us. People have been asking me from time to time since this news has been shared. People have said to me, oh, are you all gonna have volunteers do her job? (laughs) No. (laughs) I say no. And I can hear that you all know why. So this is my opportunity to brag on Lauren just a little bit. Um, If you all don't know this, and I would love to equip you with this, uh, this little bit of information to share it, if you happen to hear this question, Um, Lauren holds the highest level of credentialing that you can earn in Unitarian Universalism for religious education. She and I graduated, I think, at about the same time, or were welcomed into the fold uh, at the same General Assembly, which was 2020, and it was online. Yay, us! (laughs) It surpasses what is asked of ministers. Okay. Take that in for a moment. She is highly skilled, highly specialized in this work, and that is a good thing, too, because our religious education program here at First Universalist serves over 400 youth, which is larger... <laughs> this is larger than most Unitarian Universalist churches around the country, I kid you not, larger than most of our churches. And so there obviously is no way that we could replace you, Lauren, but there is also no way that we could try to do your job without someone with comparable knowledge, skill, experience. It is a strong legacy that Lauren is leaving us an incredibly strong legacy. And we will hear more about this on June 18th when, uh, in my words, Lauren charges us as a congregation to carry on this legacy. But in the intervening days and through the end of this month, I am inviting you starting today and in the days to come, you will be receiving messages along these lines in your inbox to make a gift to support her legacy, to make a gift to the church. This is in addition to your gift to the annual fund. This gift is to support and ensure that the person who is coming in has the resources that they need to keep this program strong and to build on this legacy that Lauren has created with all of you among all of you so that we can continue this work. And so today, I am inviting you, I am inviting us, to raise the equivalent of one Sunday of religious education. Can anyone guess what that costs? Someone said a lot, yes. Anyone want to put a number on it? 5,000. Very close. $6,000 is what we worked out last week. $6,000 a Sunday which is a deal when you think about the 400 children and youth and all of their families and how this ripples out. And I am happy to say that one of the households here at church whose kids went through and graduated from the program already have led off this effort with a pledge of $500. So let's pause a minute, friends. Let's think about what this means to you, to this church, and to your hopes, to our hopes for the future. And I invite you to join me in ensuring a strong start for the next person. You can write a check. You can give online. But let us breathe into this for a moment, and as we do so, I invite the ushers to please come forward to receive this morning's offering to support Lauren's legacy and the religious education program at First Universalist.
2: That's a, that's good advice for life. Don't you ever wait for permission to let your body do what it says it wants to do when the music starts, right? Don't ever, don't wait. We've now come to the time where we offer a benediction to one another. Uh, I hope you will join us next week, and before that. I should tell you that we have a, uh, an artist, Melody Strong, who's a local artist here, extraordinaire, who's going to be painting some murals for us. Anybody know what a mural is? Yeah, big painting, yes, exactly. And they're going to go right here, and they're going to be based on our ideas. So, we're having a brainstorming session On Saturday this Saturday at 10 right here at the church we need your ideas come bring your ideas for what you would love to see here so that we can make it happen okay so that happens on Saturday at 10 when does it happen oh yes and we are bringing ourselves and we're bringing our ideas yes absolutely I hope I look forward to seeing you there Now, where are our benedictionists? It's time to do the benediction. Come on. Welcome. Would you? Well, oh, the people want to see Yes. Okay. Read it together.
4: I cry your heart with me. I cry it, my heart. I am never without it anywhere. I go, I go, you go, my dear. And ah, and whatever. It's done by only me. It is you during my darling. Excellent, thank
1: you. I fear no fate, for you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world, for beautiful you are my world, my true. And it is you are whatever a moon has always meant and whatever a sun will always sing is you you.
4: here is the deepest secret nobody knows here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud and the sky of the sky of a tree called life which grows higher than soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart, I carry it in my heart.
2: Friends, as we go from this place, let us go to be a blessing to the world and may the memory of this moment bless us now and until we meet again and even beyond. We have one more tradition that we do at the end of every service. We sing a particular song and we put rhythm to it, by the way. Would you rise? Let's sing.
0: Thanks for listening. If you've been comforted or inspired by this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Podcasts are free to download, but they cost money to make. Visit firstuniversalistchurch.org slash donate to make your gift. We'd love for you to join us in person or online Sunday mornings. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.